welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded, land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and rising. Today I'm talking to head chef and owner Asim Sud and his business partner Kanal Bajwad at Kahani in Ligon Street. Kahani means story in Hindi and Asim wants to tell the story of India's regions and history through his food, which he describes as unreasonably authentic. The pair looked for a while for a venue, originally imagining that South Yarra would be the place, until they came across a space in Carlton. Asim and Kunal did all the renovations themselves over five months, using as much as possible repurposed material. Handmade, says Asim, referring to the sanding of the tabletops and the exposed brick wall on one side and clay wall on the other. The bar is made out of an old wooden workbench with bright blue tiling around its base. Upstairs can be used for private dining and functions and is creatively filled with branches and greenery. Asim and Kanal are currently working on a tiffin box lunch offering and for adventurous foodies, a surprise dish where apart from the protein, you won't know anything about the dish until it arrives at your table. Kanal made me a delicious chai and I very happily listened to their story. Hi there, I'm Joe. How are Hi, you? Hi, Kanal. Hi, Kanal and Hi, Kanal and Hi, Kanal and Hi, Kanal and Hi, how are you? Thanks, good thanks. Hey, would you like an Indian chai? I would love an Indian <laughs> chai. I love Indian chai. Thank you. That would be so great. Thank you for coming in on your day off, too. No, that's fine. But then you're the bosses, so you probably have to be here anyway, do you? He's the boss. Yeah. This is so great. I... What's it like being amongst all the, like this is the Italian zone and you've got your little Indian niche yes, here, how's yes, that? Yes, Well, we were looking for places after just Covid to see where we can sit. He was more who was looking for that places, I said we're going to do something together. We looked here and there, so many things. We went to South Yara and then we went to St Kilda, uh, Ackland Street and... Uh, we wanted to capture um, South Yara. Like yeah. in terms of Windsor, yeah, because there's nothing there. And then we were talking to two or three people. They were not budging on the rent. I'm like, that's too high for COVID. Um, then we were looking Lydon Street as well, but Lydon Street was changing. There's a cross the road. There's speed measures which is changing. There's Milkdale which just came up some time ago. So like, okay, we'll try. And we were just on the edge of that block and. This block. this block is a little bit different than that. You're right. Oh, that's really interesting because I noticed too, there's a few more Asian places there's popping few, up too. There's one that way. Yeah. Near, I think there's, uh, there's, there's some Thai restaurants, some Thai... Uh, Japanese? Japanese as well there, yeah. Hakate. Hakate, yes. The ramen shop, yeah. So you've got some Asian there, then you've got some... New Mo- wine bar, which is Lord Lydon, which Lord of Lord of Lydon, which is just under the garments. Oh, okay. Which is a new wine bar. 
so that area so it's changing a lot. So the, the typical Italian block is just five shops down. Yeah. And you go probably 50 meters. So that square is very Italian. Apart from that, you've got dock, you've got mix. But this this little block is all uh, Middle yeah. Eastern and uh, yeah. Lebanese and okay, Egyptian yeah. and all that thing. So yeah, we've right. got very multicultural things happening here. That's great. And mm. um and did you have you had to change this? Oh, it's all done by us. It's all, oh, it's all done by us. Handmade. It's handmade. Handmade. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so we... What, what was this before? So this used to be a Spanish wine bar, which got closed, I think, um, just during COVID. Yeah. Or just before COVID. So it was, and before that, it used to be a restaurant that used to do very well. Before, um, so it used to be a Italian restaurant. Probably so 10 years back, yeah. So we came in and we did change so we, we played around we didn't change too many things so there was a bar which we demolished and put our own so we the whole concept of design is it's all from it's repurposed okay so all the tables are old and we have sanded and repolished varnish them yeah all the table stands are old and we've just repurposed mm. um We've tried to. Did you do this wall? We the did that wall as well. Exposed brick. Yeah, we <laughs> exposed the brick. Yeah. Um, chandeliers are probably thirty years old. Only. Only thirty years old. <laughs> no, they look old. <laughs> yeah, I More think vintage. It was. Um, I don't know if you know the lady Karen. She does. She has a design bar in the city. No. No. Um, it's she beautiful. Did, yeah, she did. I think Banff in Sinclair Fitzroy as well. Okay. She sold it. Are they, is that metal? Yeah, they're metal. Yeah, wow. And that table is 1950s, right? That is, that, this used to be workbench. We I love that. into a bar. I love this. And these tiles are so beautiful, aren't they? Wow. Yeah, tiles are not repurposed. <laughs> no, they're new, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, so, yeah, so I would say 90, 90% of the stuff is repurposed wherever we could. So um, how long did it take you to do this? Eight. Eight we months? started in December, January, February, March. It took about five months. Four, four, five four to five months. Yeah. And it's keep going on. Yeah, yeah. It's still going on. Yeah, it's working progress. And you've, also you've got space upstairs as well. Upstairs as well. We'll give you a tour. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so on the wall there, we have actual clay. So we wanted that natural look. Wow. So we didn't want that paint look. We wanted that old village look. Mm. You know, so be part of the clay. We we'll just we just smoothed the clay on the wall, which is actually um, the the terracotta clay that is used in Tandoorabhan as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that is so of course the story. Yeah. So everything that we work around with is is natural fabric as well as wood. So it give you that real look. We would like to put more plants in, which is real plants. Yeah. Concept is everything is real and authentic. Yeah, it's very, it's nice, it's cozy feeling. How do you know each other? Kunal used to have a cafe on Saint Kilda. It's about ten years back, probably. Six, oh, six seven degrees. Years. Uh, six six degrees. degrees. Yeah. Six so degrees. I used to have. <clears throat> so I used to work for Hyatt. Yeah. And I managed uh, my last job for them was when I was managing Hyatt Hotels. Yeah. Which is Got a businessy area, was it? Yeah. yeah. So we, we it was still the same, very organic. We put a very organic cafe. Did that again all by myself with. So yeah, so design was very organic, wood looking. We bought a pallet of 
for $1,000 we bought a pallet of hardwood, like uh, repurposed, and we just sanded it and put everything off that wood. Yeah, wow. Um, so I had that for five years, and we have reused a lot of stuff from that cafe in this restaurant as well. So I had a problem with the chef, so um, my friend at that time knew a scene, so I thought, like, okay, I need, I need help with mm. the So a scene came, and he helped me, and from there on, um, we did, did some uh, collaborative events there as well, mm. um, and then he, and every now and then, so we became friends, and from there on it clicks, and we're like, okay, you know, we have to get down to our roots and open an Indian restaurant with, yeah. a, with a point of difference where we thought there was, there was a little bit of lack of authenticity in Indian restaurants um, yeah. as we ate out in Indian market here. Yeah. Um, especially... I, I do feel like everyone says that to me, that their restaurant is different, so I'm interested to hear what you say. Yeah, so <laughs> our story is we are going to... So our, our, we've got our glasses as well. We are unreasonably authentic. So we are not trying to suit any palate. We're not trying to... Um, we're not trying to change our food. However, one recipe can change from top to bottom as well. You know, so every Indian person would have their perception. But yeah, we are sticking real to our recipes. So some of the recipes Asim has brought from his, his he belongs to his family belongs to a catering company. Uh, they used to have back a home, yes. uh, back home. Yeah. So yeah, some of the recipes we've taken from there. Some of the recipes we've taken from the chefs. Some of the from home home recipes and we're trying to do food authentic not hot but spicy flavorsome authentic yeah. indian food so you're not doing you know because there's another restaurant in town that likes to say they're unreasonably unauthentic oh, that unauthentic no, we are very absolutely opposite yeah so so you're not doing any kind of fusion or you're, you're doing your but i did now so what i read about you is you're doing um across the regions and and yes. your dishes also um, so kahani basically means in hindi means story yes so yes. that's what that. we are doing like we take different regions of our country from yeah. north so right now we are doing some north regions and a bit of south as well from where there we pick up some dishes street food here and there some home cooked food like we have got uh, uh, this chickpea uh, curry which is not chickpea actually right. it's yeah. rajasthani dish which is uh, uh, house made uh, chickpea rumbles mm -hmm. and uh, we poach them and then uh, the poaching liquid gets used to make the curry mm -hmm. which is very onion tomato based and that is very homely to uh, Rajasthan region and I think none of the restaurants in Melbourne or probably in Australia is serving that dish Amazing. so are uh, you from I'm from north oh, where about yes I'm from Punjab yeah and uh, I have studied in Delhi uh, for five years and then I went to uh, Scotland for my training for a year. I saw that. <coughs> and that fascinated me <laughs> on LinkedIn. Yeah, so I was studying, uh, so I, I was there in uh, Punjab for my, till year 12 and then I moved for my bachelor's degree to New Delhi. Yeah. There, uh, the college I joined has a collaboration with the London University, which was Thames Valley University. They used to send uh, students for their uh, industrial training for a year overseas. And you can continue your studies there if you want to the rest of the time. So I worked there for a year and a half. Then I came back and then I was not happy what was happening in India during that time because the wage is too low for the chefs and all and uh, the industry is too very low paid industry. And probably we were too young at that time and the decision was not right to stay there. Then I sort of, you know, 
come to a different country. Then I came to Australia, started studied here the commercial cookery again, oh. and uh, pretty much know all the trade. And then I started off with Stamford Plaza, a five-star hotel. Been mainly in hotels. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there I was sponsored. So I worked with them for about seven to eight years. It was a Singaporean group, and then from there I moved to Mantra Hotels. I was the head chef there. I worked down there for two couple of years. Then I joined Donata Catering. Uh, that was uh, Emirates. Uh, so we used to do the business class Emirates uh, food of wow. Neil, Neil Perry's recipes. Yes. And uh, and then after that, COVID hit up. So yeah, that stopped everything. Yeah. I was sitting home doing nothing. So one day I was sitting with home. My wife was at work. She was a ch- she she is a childcare uh, worker. So I said, okay, let's cook something nice. You know, I'm home. You know, I'm depressed. So I made a chicken biryani. So a chicken biryani I made, I took some pictures, I posted on Facebook Marketplace. I said, you know what, this is for sale. Oh. <laughs> this is for sale. Uh, so my wife came, she had it. She said, no, it's good. I called my neighbors, they had it. They said, no, it's nice. So I said, no, this is going on sale. So I started off a home business. Yeah. So there I started doing all the regional small, small foods, like especially with butter chicken, then I started doing mutton biryani, goat curry, and then uh, Indo-Chinese food here and there a little bit, which uh, I live in Western suburbs, so the people liking over there is more of Indo-Chinese, and of course Indian food was there as well. So I started off there, and then it hit up very well. So I was very happy with what, what I was doing. And then Kunal's cafe got closed during COVID, and then you know we started looking for things, okay, you know what? You know, I want to come out of this place because I, I used to do wedding caterings from my home catering business. Yes. Well, there was like 60, 70 people wedding caterings I used to do from home. And then I said, no, it's, it's just holding me back because I can't expand. So I need a proper place. So we both looking here and there. And then we started off. Finally, we got this place. We worked a lot on the menu. So we just wanted to do limited menu, first of all do right, do authentic. We do make mistakes here and there. And from there we started off, you know, I went to overseas to get all the um, uh, crockery and all that stuff. So we have a lot of stuff from there as well. And then that's how it started off. Amazing. So my question is, because, you know, many chefs do get to a point where they think they want to have their own place. Are you loving it or is it really stressful or what's the, no, <laughs> is there a balance? No, there is a balance. That's yeah. why we close our restaurant Sunday, Mondays, because we have to give enough time to family. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's not, so good. if it's not right, then uh, we are very, we are, I'm loving it. Kunal's loving it as well. I'm pretty sure. And, uh, <laughs> we can always do that. And, uh, <laughs> No, we love like we both, I think we are we are it's a, we're not in it to make a lot of money. We know with the industry. We both have been in the industry for a good what? Fifteen eighteen years, years now, yeah. 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 Um, and hospitality is not for who wants to make a million dollars, otherwise, you know, you have investors or investors invest in business to make it more viable. We are here in it for more of uh, passion and we wanna try we want to change Sort of, it's an inside thing. We want to change the perception of Indian food, how it's perceived as above and beyond just butter chicken and palak paneer, you know. So that is what, and that is very reflective in our menu as well because we're very daring the way we are putting our menu together. We have dishes that 
um, you would never put on the restaurant menu. Yeah. What's Not, an example of it? For example, we have gatteki sabji, which is a very staple food from a village in um, Rajasthan. So it's pretty much Rajasthan, Gujarat, history of the area. They had a lot of chickpeas back in the days. Anything that, that they make over there, you give them chickpeas, they would convert that into food. So gatteki sabji is pretty much, you would we get gram flour. Gram flour. So. Gram flour. Um, there is some yogurt going into yeah. it, so we make a dough out of it with some spices. Yeah. Then I told you we, we poach it up, yeah. and uh, all that poaching liquid gets used to thicken up the curry later on because chickpea helps to thicken up the sauces. So yeah, that is very very regional and very homemade. And it's not and, restaurant food. And it's not restaurant food. That's yeah. home food. Same with the goat curry as well. Yeah. The goat curry we make is from our from my home. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like very very basic. And it's cooked right, slowly cooking off the onions and then cooking off the spices, sealing off the goat separately. We cook, uh, we use uh, copper pots, which I got it from Old Delhi. And uh, so that's why the flavor comes from there. And, uh, and we don't make 20 kg batches. We just do five to seven kgs at once. If finish in two, three days, it's sold out. We redo it the next day. Yeah. So it's not, we are doing commercialized things here and there. We are just doing it very authentically. That's why we, our main motive was in the beginning only that, you know what, first of all, the staff shortage is a lot of it yes. uh, in the hospitality. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go smaller menu, do it right. And if it doesn't work, we'll see what to do next. And apparently it is working very well. People oh, are wow. loving it. Yes. So great. And are you are Indian people coming? We, so our target <laughs> is to, yeah. We have a, we have a, we are right now. A, a following. Yeah, we have um, we have a fifty fifty percent of clientele. So that's good. That's and but good. the Indians who are coming are also like on a decent people. Like they are good. They have, they have good reviews from Indians as well. So yeah. I have um, like I'm on I'm, I'm most of the time in front. So the reviews that I have is um, so it depends. Some so India is a vast community, and then you have different lot of layers of people. So if you're somebody who comes from very deep down Punjab or North who has never tried a food which what is served in Gujarat he said oh what is this so, yeah so but people who are well eaten in India and they're coming and they're, they're they have a little bit of experience or so they've stayed in Australia for longer they're loving it mm. people who understand the food yeah food, people who have who have a palate for food for them the food does not mean a lot of fat and a lot of chili mm. that's not Indian food no Indian food is cooked properly slowly with Infused with flavor, which is spices, in the right balance, yeah. um, which is good for your palate as well as for your body. So, so we have some great reviews on Google as well from Indian people. Uh, we've got some great reviews from non-Indian people as well. There's, um, there's all a diversity of people that we have. We have Caucasian, white Australian people. We have Lebanese people as well. Mm. Turkish, wow. Turkish background as well. Um, and you know and Persians as well and that that area is linked so you know you have those people who are interlinked like uh, Mediterranean Indian Persians and all that stuff so yeah and people we have some great reviews um, so either we get one star or we get five star oh yeah right I don't know I don't know about Google Roos you know I just feel like you know people are so whimsical you know? yeah but I'm excited. I'll, I will definitely come back here because I um, went to Rajasthan and I just loved it. I did a cooking class in Udaipur with this amazing woman, Shashi, and it was, it was so cheap. And we were there for hours and she yeah. taught us how to make chai and she had her little had her spice 
thing with the, all the different spices and um and we just we cooked so many different amazing dishes and I loved the food. I don't know it's what people food. are talking about deli belly or whatever because I just ate and ate and ate and I was never sick. It's <laughs> so great. Yeah. I loved it there and it's so beautiful in Rajasthan. It's just it's pure food actually. It's, yeah, there is nothing being Rajasthan. mixed into it. Yeah, it's pure. There's the great thing about Rajasthan is you got a food in a in a place which is actually um, a desert. So, so they yes. they don't grow anything, right? Yeah. So anything that comes there it has to be it's like made out of dry stuff. So you have got dal bati, mm. which is pretty much dal lentil, but it's nutritious for your body. Mm. You have lentils, which is protein. Then you have bati, which is made out of flour, which is bajra or um, gra- uh, um, which is what is bajra? Millet. 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 With enriched with ghee. Yeah. So regional Indian food is very fascinating in a way. Yeah. There's a lot of stories. There's, you can keep looking and yeah. And it links all to Ayurveda as well. Like what what do you need to feed your body? Yeah, it makes sense. And what you taste good is good for your body. And so there's the regional aspect, but did I read somewhere that you're also into like historical? Dishes? Was there, is there a dish on there that has a history to it? Yes. So there is a uh, biryani we have in the mm. menu, uh, which is uh, dum biryani, which is from the Lucknow part of the region, uh, from of India. And uh, there the dum, we just uh, seal off the meat and then put the rice on top and then cover it up with uh, a dough and we slowly cook it. Oh. And it gets cooked in its own flavors. So wow. the rice, yeah. So... That's very historical, and then we have uh, we used to have in our older menu the galavati kebab, which was uh, melt in the mouth kebabs, which was made for the maharajas who didn't have teeth. Oh. So it just melts in your mouth. Why didn't they? Uh, well, uh, it was one of the kings. There was that was one of the oh, stories. Oh, one of the kings. So he he got so old he couldn't bite. So oh. he commissioned make me something that is with meat, which is as with- flavorsome as slow cooked meat, but then I don't have to bite on it. Wow. So they came up with galavati kebab, and um, yes, he executed that very well. Mm. I think we might bring it. Uh, we're working on a few concepts of the menu where we might have. So you know how you have specials, but we will have a secret dish. So you will not tell you what it is. Mm. You just you come say, hey, can I have what's the secret dish? We won't tell you till the time it arrives on your table. So Amazing. It'll, be, it'll be a secret dish. We'll tell you the meat. Yeah. We'll tell you you're eating lamb, or we'll tell you um, it's vegetarian or this thing. But then we'll bring the dish on the table. You'll have. Then you'll have the whole story and the dish as well. A cool idea, I like it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do one or two dishes, and um, and we, and that way that would be our playground where we'll experiment with all these dishes with punchy yeah. flavors. Yeah. And do you need special equipment for this? Do you need a tandoor oven or tandoor oven? We have. You have. We do bread non non breads okay. and all, and. Uh, of course, we have the copper pots in which we cook all our meats, more more of our curries, and uh, fire yeah. grill. Fire grill we oh, have. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we, yeah, we smoke our meats. We make our homemade cheese, and uh, yeah. the paneer is all homemade. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's it's just what we have. We just utilize it. Mm. So, Asim, your family were uh, had a catering company. So, did you always know you wanted to be a chef? Well, yeah, because my, my, I don't know, it's, I always wanted to be a chef. That was very true. Because the age of eight or nine, I remember 
my aunt used to come i used to make parathas for them the stuffed parathas at home and till now they rave about it i don't know what at that time of my at that age is it true or not but yeah i was very passionate i used i see we have our servants who's working with us uh, from last 50 60 years their mothers used to work for us and uh, the recipes i have seen them cooking and my entire life they have helped us grown up this big and uh, even my mother's recipe my grandmother is used to be from agra and then she influenced a lot of food into our life you know and uh, yeah so at the age of 15 16 you know i either I, my, i used to draw very well so either i wanted to be an architect or i want to be a chef so that was the two things which i wanted to do my my, my uncle my younger or my yeah my uncle was uh, an architect and he still is and uh, he said either you want to do this and then uh, i said no because i was from a very small town so i said no it's nothing's going to happen here i have to move out of it so then i moved to delhi where i have my grandmother uh, from my mother's side who lives there and uh, yeah so i enrolled in a college there and then it started off from there and then i came to this country i have worked with very some good chefs um, they have taught me so many things and uh, yeah so it it just keep building up and then i think food is life it's yeah i just love i love yeah i love I think that's the only thing I can do. Yeah. Because during COVID also, I thought, you know, what's gonna, what's gonna be next? Should I start driving a truck or a taxi? Mm-hmm. Oh, or I don't know. Should yeah. I start a courier van? Because I have to make the uh, living for ourselves. And then that biryani thing came up. <laughs> I started selling it, and from there it kicked off. So two years I did that business from awesome. home. Okay. So yeah, two two and a half. is i did that from home i still have the, those clients they come to my <laughs> restaurant to eat food uh yeah and they just love it and that keeps you motivated to do more to do different to do new things and uh, yeah we are bringing new things for people who has never had that before we have tandoori gobi bengali style gobi in our menu which is marinated with kasundi and all so people have never had these things before in their life and uh Uh, it's our take on to the indian food mm. and uh, they just love it we have uh, kale chaat kale chaat is basically uh, it's a replication of our uh, delhi chaat in delhi we used to get palak chaat palak is basically spinach leaves mm-hmm. so they lightly battered it and then uh, they make a chaat out of it oh so we i have we have replaced here the palak with kale that's the only thing we have done which holds very well and it's more understandable to people as well in that sense So yeah it goes with uh, tamarind chutney fresh green chutney and we do some uh, beetroot coolies with that people love it it's tangy it's crunchy it's sweet it's sour <laughs> so yeah a few things we keep playing with it and every 3 4 months 5 months we start thinking of you know well, let's change this let's change that that's not working so it keeps you go ahead keep doing different things yeah so good yeah and it's never ending cuz India is so big. Mm. You pick any region and you can keep exploring it. I think we're lucky that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of being, you know, a leader in the kitchen and a leader, you know, of your staff and so on, what's your style of Well, I'm very calm. Yeah. I'm very calm and uh I like to do a lot of things by myself, first of all. And uh of course, I train my staff properly. 
but uh, I try to keep the secrets to myself until I have full confidence on them that okay they can do it now and uh, then I start exploring showing them okay you know come here I'll show you how to do this how to make this curry or how to make the base of this sauce and all that things so very small small things cooking of onions for one curry or cooking of onions for another curry the color of the onions makes a lot of difference if you have cooked it too longer it's mm-hmm. gonna go it's gonna give you more sweeter taste yeah the caramelization of onions gonna bring more sweeter taste sometimes you just need the rawness of the onions in the dish so those small 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 things uh, I'll teach to my staff as well who's working with me and they are excited about it as well mm. to do things here and there yeah and do you think anyone can be a good cook of course of course cooking is it comes from heart it it comes from heart if you're cooking with love anybody can become a chef or a cook and uh, as far as you want to learn you're willing to do it sky's the limit i think it takes a lot of resilience as though as well though doesn't it and, you know because it's it's long hours and it's it it's is. hard work so it you, is. i think you have that love and you learn the recipes and you cook but you ne- as you say you need to know what the onions do and you need to know all those other things that's right and then you need you've got to stick at it <laughs> Yeah. So what would your advice be to a young person who's thinking about becoming a chef? Well, it's very hard, first mm. of all. Uh, looking at the scenarios now, things are getting expensive if they want to be a chef. Uh, it's not a lot of, high, it, is, it is not a high paid industry, first of all. Mm. And uh, you need a lot of commitment for this kind of job. And uh, of course, long hours. I would say that you have to be very focused what you want to do in your life. Any of the things you do, but if you want to be a chef, becoming a chef or a cook, you see the food, it makes you, uh, you look at it, you want to do something with it. It's not boring, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you see a piece of meat, okay, you know, you've got to do something with it. You will start using your mind. And uh, yeah, that, that motivates people. And I think that is very important. If you want to be a chef, you have to love the food. Mm. First of all, yeah. Otherwise, you can't. That's great. Thank you. Do you want to give me a tour? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Asim Sud and Kanal Bajwaja, Kahani in Ligon Street. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at Kahani Melbourne. That's K-A-H-A-A-N-I Melbourne If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more stories from other chefs I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef You can read the chat at www.conversationwithachef.com And of course you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts I would love it if you told a friend about the chats and come back again yourself one day Once again thanks for listening and have a great day